Blog Talk Radio.
www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah, Miss Coco Taylor this morning. And oh, how precious is the name of Jesus. Oh, how precious is that name today. And uh, I am just grateful unto Almighty God who have all power. Thank him for another Monday morning waking me up, closing my right mind. A mind to remember he is, hallelujah, a rewarder of them that seek him, a rewarder of them that come to him. Hallelujah. I'm thankful, thankful that I know him for myself. I'm thankful that I have Jesus this morning. Oh, yeah. He's my way out of nowhere. He's my burden bearer. Hallelujah. He's the one that I cast my cares upon because he cares for me. And so I'm grateful unto him this morning, and I'm so thankful for him being on my side. Ah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you can't trick me. I know him. I truly know him. Hallelujah. I used to know of him. And when he saved me, sanctified me, filled me with his spirit, I got to know him. Because it brought me to a place to seek him with my whole heart. Not with what the people taught me in Sunday school or what the preacher preached or even what my parents taught me. I had to seek him for me, for myself. So glad this morning I found him. Harvey Watkinson said, glad I found Jesus. Yeah, so glad I found him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, Miss Fion. I saw your little message over there. I um, 
was trying to open up some other things, and I did get uh, the stream and everything set up, the stream and studio uh, set up for YouTube, but it just played this one song, so I got to go back to the guy today and see how I can get multiple songs in there, and it would play what I wanted to play, not just that one song, and so I thank God this morning, and then I'm working on learning how to operate the um, string board, the string studio. So if if YouTube and then it's a whole other streaming studio. So I'm working on that today. God is faithful. He's a way maker. And uh, I had to spend a little money to get this done. But nonetheless, when we get it completed, oh, yeah, we're going to have a good time over on YouTube. And then some days you'll see me broadcasting, and uh, but most of the time I got me a screen and uh, got a real logo going on. So I'm going to change the logo on Jesus in the morning everywhere. So it takes a little time because I got to get in there and put it up, and they, some places got to approve it and that kind of thing. But we're going to get it done and uh, become uh, a professional look. Oh, but a godly way. Hallelujah. We're going to stay with God. We are not changing the godly way. We, you know, change some things. Because I never did really have a real logo. I had a picture. And so, and I thought it was a logo. The guy said it was a logo, but it wasn't. It was like a banner. But today I have a real logo, and it didn't cost me very much. And the guy gave me all of the... uh, everything to it. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful unto Almighty God for being on our side today in spite of us. Yeah, because all of this is for us, the faithful listeners. This is your radio. Uh-huh. This is why we have Testify Friday. This is why the studio is open at 9 a.m. to call us who want to say something, especially that faithful few. Because you come faithfully every morning. And do you know it don't take a whole lot of people to accomplish things? It just takes some faithful folks, some folks who want to be faithful. And when you want to be faithful and you're faithful, then guess what? Results happen. Yeah, I've been here this long. I was faithful at coming every morning. Every now and then I would take a vacation. If I got sick, I would take off. Other than that, I'm here every morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, faithful, because I learned God is so faithful to us over and over and over again. So look, today we're going to be talking about leave the acting to the stars in Hollywood. Leave the acting to the stars in Hollywood. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So listen, I'm going to pray the prayer of faith, and uh, we're going to hear, uh, I call him one of my morning (laughs) uh, stars, and put God first, put God first, and uh, after that, we're going to maybe come to one more song of the morning, and uh, our scripture reading, and then we're coming on in to talk about our topic for today. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. 
Father God, we come this morning thanking you for another day. We thank you for our life, our lives, God, our health and our strength. We thank you for being there for us over and over again, never leaving us, nor forsaking us. Father, your word said that you would be with us until the end. And it's true this morning. It is true. We thank you for all you've done. Father, you've done things we don't even know that you've done. You've kept us safe in dangerous places that we didn't even know. And we're grateful unto you this morning. We come bow down uh, before a holy God, a righteous God. Hallelujah. We come before you this morning, Father, in reverence unto you. You're our God. You're our heavenly Father. You're our King. You're all that we need and more. And this morning, we ask, Father, that you would forgive us for all our sins, our wrongdoings, our wrong thoughts, our wrong speaking, our wrong feelings. And, Father, though our sins be scarlet, we ask this morning that you will wash us as white as snow. Cleanse us today from all unrighteousness and give us a clean heart, O oh God. Again, this morning, renew the right spirit within us. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for forgiveness. We thank you. We thank you for putting our sins in the sea of forgetfulness. Never to remind, remember them again. You'll never be reminded of them again. We thank you this morning. Father, we thank you that your door is always open to us. We thank you that you're never too busy. We thank you that your ears are never closed to us. Not only you hear what we say, but, Father, you answer, and we thank you. Sometimes you don't say a word. You just begin to move for us, and we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you glory, Jehovah. Hallelujah. You're almighty God who have all power. Father, we realize this morning there's no higher power. Help the mind of your people today. Father, we need a spiritual mind. We realize you're a spiritual God, and we want to worship you and walk in you daily in the spirit. And God, we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh. We need you this morning. We can't make it without you. And Father, we come asking for time, time to spend with you. Bless us with time, God, to spend with you time to pray, time to study your word. Help us today, oh God, to get there. Help us to remember to put you first and to give you the first fruit of everything in our lives. On this day, October the 2nd, 2023, in the name of Jesus, Father, help us to draw nearer to you. Ah, for the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. And, Lord, we want to be the ones that go after the lost. We want to be the ones that bring the harvest to you. We want to be fishers of men. Father, we catch the fish and you clean. Hallelujah. Do it for your glory today. In the name of Jesus, bring every call and every listener before you. Bless God as only you can do. Oh, your the great God that have all power. Bless your people here this morning. 
every caller and every listener, family member, every friend, me and far, for your glory this morning, oh God. Bless, you know what, each of us stand in the need of, each of our family members, each of our friends. God, you know what, we all stand in the need of this morning. Move, Father, by your spirit in the name of Jesus. And Father, for that faithful few that come faithfully each morning, those that listen faithfully in the archives and the podcast, Father, I ask that you would move in a mighty way for these, your people. Father, bless Louis Hand, bless his work, God, that he come every morning and log in to be in the chat room. Bless his wife, Sherry, oh God, bless these, your people. Move in a mighty way. Bless Sister Irene this morning. Father, you know what she's standing in need of as well. Bless Minister Shonda. Father, move by your spirit for her. Oh, do it for your glory in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you would bless Sion this morning and bless Pastor David. God, move for them in a mighty way. Bless their home, oh God. You know what they're standing in need of. God, unspoken prayers, move for them in a mighty way, in the name of Jesus. Ask this morning, Father, that you would bless Rose Brown, touch and heal her body. You made that body. God, you know all about it. Fix, touch her heart, oh God, this morning. Regulate her mind in the name of Jesus. Lord, you know what she needs today. Give her what she needs. Ah, in the name of Jesus. Bless her family, God. You know what they stand in the need of this morning. In the name of Jesus. Oh, help right now. Help right now, oh God. Make every crooked path straight. Oh, in the name of Jesus over there. Thank you, Lord. And Father, I ask that you would bless Sister Dorothy Goodman this morning. Move in a mighty way for this woman and her work, God. Lord, I ask that you would bring her up for a special miracle because of the things that she's done over the years to bless many ministries and people, God, online. Do it for your glory. God, she's blessed Freedom Doors. She's blessed Jesus in the morning. God, she's blessed the prayer club and many different things. Wherever she see that we are, God, she moves. So, Lord, I ask that you would move for this woman in a special miracle way, uncommon. In the name of Jesus, bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Move by your spirit here today. God, move in a mighty way here today. Feed us until we want no more. And Lord, what, what you bring forth this morning, let it stay with us all week. And Lord, let us empty out to others. Share the goodness of you with others, of what you've shared with us here. In the name of Jesus, Father, those that are lost, and come this way. God, we ask that you would save them as we lift you up. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. For Father, there's none like you. Hallelujah. Who love us in the way that you love us. And we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, for the plain and what we feel are simple things. We thank you this morning. But, Father, we always run when it's something we feel is big. But, Lord, for the simple things, the plain things, all that you do every day, help us to tell you thank you. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you glory. We give you the honor and the praise. Oh, there's none like you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you for the opportunity to communicate with you, to talk with you. Father, we thank you this morning. It could be so much different. It could be a whole nother way. We don't have a voice. We don't have ears to hear. We don't have eyes to see. God, we don't have the limbs to move, but you blessed us this morning. And we want to use everything about us to glorify you. We want to use everything about us to lift you up for you're more than worthy this morning. Father, we don't want to just come asking all the time, all the time. But we want to give you glory and we want to give you honor. And Father, we want to show you our love for you. It's nothing like your love. For God, we the best that man knows, we want to show you our love. And we thank you this morning for yours. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Ah, thank you for your son, Jesus, this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you for the spirit of the Holy Ghost today. God, we give you our all this morning. We lay it on the altar. Ah, because we need you. We can't do it without you. Father, move for us today in a mighty way. In the name of Jesus, we ask it all. Bless this segment today. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, thank you, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you right now. We can't thank you enough. Hey, you've been good to us, more than, hallelujah. You've been more than to us. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you this morning. Again, in Jesus' name, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to our next song of the morning, and when we come back, we're coming back with our morning scripture. Hallelujah. And then we will uh, share some announcements and, um, and talk about our subject for the morning. And if you have something you want to say towards the subject, you don't have to wait until 9 o'clock. Press that number one. I'll see you in the studio. Your light will come on, and I'll bring you in. Hallelujah. We roll in this water. We roll it in Jesus. And that's the best way to roll. There's no other way, hallelujah, to roll other than in the Son of the true and living God that have all power. Hallelujah. A gospel journey. Trouble sometimes are here, filling in parts with fear. Freedom we all hold in. Now is that stay. Humble your heart to God, saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians away.
what the parents did or, or what the grandparents played with. Some people played with witchcraft and came back on their family. I'm not telling you what they told me. I'm telling you from experience what I know. Everybody I know who ever played with witchcraft, it come back on their children. It come back in their family. Yeah. So that ain't what you want to play with, no witchcraft and palm weeders. No, you don't want nothing to do with that. I'm here to tell you now. God don't need no help. Do y'all know he don't really need olive oil? You see, you got any blessed oil. You ain't even got to have no oil, but you got to have faith. And you must have Jesus. Them two, they do, ooh. When, when Jesus cast spirits out, he didn't have no olive oil. Huh? He didn't have no blessed oil. <laughs> uh, the power of God did it. Thank you, Jesus. The power of Almighty God. That's why a lot of people, they try to wrap their voice up and all of that in Jesus. No, that ain't the power. That's you. Trying to sound powerful. Do you know I, I, I don't have to strain none of that? And folk hit the floor. It, it's not me. It's the power of God that's working through me. It's him, not me. I can't take no credit for that. But power, that's what he gave us, love and a sound mind. I should be out here talking crazy like the world and thinking like the world thinks. I don't care what the world is doing. Greater is he that lives within me than he that is in the world. I just got to draw closer to him. That's all. Daily. Daily walking close to thee. Or with thee. None but thee. <laughs> Dear Lord. None but thee. Yeah, I'm going to learn to sing one day. Just a closer walk with thee. I love all of this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Granted, Jesus, if you please. Yeah, I like all of that. That say something. That, now, that speak volume right there. Just a closer walk with thee. Granted for me, Jesus, if you please. Daily walking close with thee. None but thee, dear Lord, none but thee. See, we, we like the hyped up, the new age hyped up stuff. Now, I go back to the old songs that tell me what I want to hear, that inspire me and encourage me in God. Hallelujah. Because that's what I need. All this other stuff will make the thing dwindle down. I told the Lord to help me take my mind off money. Yeah, because I saw I was striving for it because I want them pallets, you know. I'm striving. No, no, no. You ain't got to strive. Give. <laughs> you ain't got to work that hard. Give. I said give. And I love a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. So that's what I'm going to do. And it's going to be all right in Jesus' name. Let's go to put God first because we really, and I want to pay close attention to this myself this morning. And when I'm off the air, I want to be playing it in my ear. In my Bluetooth. Yeah. Because I need to put him first in all things. And I don't care how long I've been with him and how long I've been out here. This world will beat you down. Yeah. The, 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 the people that's in dire straits, they're not going to give them nothing. 
The ones who lie and come over there and say they need it, that's who get it all. I'm telling you the truth this morning. So those who are truly in God's straight, somebody got to help them. Just because people live in the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy, live in a nice neighborhood, that don't mean they're rich. That means they got bills. They decide to bring their family to somewhere nice, not because they all... I'm up at it. No, no. I know why God blessed me in my area to get me away from people. I'm just telling you the truth. So that I could retire in peace. No, no, no family barbecues <laughs> every week. And I don't feel like all that. I'm sorry. But I feel like the work of the Lord. I feel like going to see about somebody. I feel like going to take somebody some food and clothes and things. I feel like driving way to Orlando to get things to bring back to give away in this area, huh? Jacksonville, you know, and surrounding areas, Orange Park, Green Cove, places, you know, where I know folks. I do feel like that. But all this worldly stuff, I, I, I don't feel like that. I feel like putting God first and drawing closer to him. And stop all of this stuff, because all this stuff we're thinking about, it's going to pass away. The house on the hill with the dog named Fletcher, all of that's going. The husband, the wife, the children, yeah, all, the grandmama, all of that's going away. And if we got him, that's what we're going to end up with, God. And that's all we need, because he's more than Heaven is a special place, and if you don't like heavenly things here on the earth, if you don't like clean and righteous and holy things on the earth, you really won't like heaven. You think all this other stuff is boring, you really will not like heaven. You got to go where the new wave, new age stuff is going on, you won't like heaven. Because that's not the way it is, about no new wave, new age, nothing. God was that way yesterday, he's that way today, and he'll be that way forevermore. And it's not old-fashioned, it's just that God don't change. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen goes right there this morning. Amen goes right there. So listen, let's put God first, and uh, when we come back, after put God first, we're going to one more song, and then we're going to talk about our topic of today. We're going to lead an act into the stars and hallelujah, hallelujah. Did you know that whether you are fully aware or not, you have placed something first in your life? Have you ever stopped to consider what occupies that prime spot in your heart and whether or not it truly deserves that honor? Today, I want to urge you to put God first in your life. Let us delve into God's word to truly understand the profound impact of making him the center of our lives. I am also going to pray a powerful prayer with you in the mighty name of Jesus. So watch until the end and open your hearts to receive the blessings of this prayer. Now consider this. Every decision, every action, and every thought reflects what we value most. The choices we make daily are a mirror to our soul's deepest desires and priorities. But you know what? We should always ensure that we put God first in all that we do. When we truly place Him at the forefront of our lives, 
we experience a transformation so profound that our lives will never be the same. Today, I want to share with you nine essential truths to keep in mind as we seek to ensure that we've put God first in our lives. As we discuss these nine truths, I pray that each one will resonate deeply within you, guiding your path closer to God's heart. Remember, a life centered around God is not just rewarding. It's the very essence of true fulfillment in your life. Number one, understand the ultimate priority. Listen to the words of Jesus in Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. This isn't a mere statement. It's a profound truth. Every day, life presents us with an array of choices. It's like being at a grand buffet with so many dishes to pick from. What do you prioritize? The world offers temporary pleasures, wealth, fame, luxury, and all the material stuff you can think of. But what does God offer? God offers himself, which covers everything. When we prioritize God, we aren't merely adding him to our list. We are placing him at the top. By aligning ourselves with God's purpose, our entire perspective shifts. Life's challenges, rather than appearing as insurmountable obstacles, become lessons. They evolve into opportunities for growth and self-discovery. And you know what's interesting? When we place God first, everything else falls into place. It's like that void we once had. It's filled, that deep emptiness within us. Like there's something missing, it's gone. Because when we place God first, we begin to find fulfillment in His love and purpose. It's one thing for me to tell you, but my friends, experiencing it for yourself is another thing. It's life-changing in a tangible way. Once you place God first and feel that fulfillment personally, no one can sway your conviction, just like no one can persuade me otherwise, because I felt and seen the power of God at work in my own life and in the lives of others. And that's what makes the Daily Jesus devotional community so unique on this platform. We aren't here for superficial reasons. We are deeply committed to spreading the gospel and transforming lives because we've witnessed God's power firsthand. Our team members have all walked that path. And we invite you daily to join us on this life-changing journey towards a deeper connection with God and to live a victorious life. And here's something else to think about. Remember the story of Noah and the ark? God told Noah to build an enormous boat because a flood was coming. People laughed and thought Noah was silly, but Noah listened to God, put him first, and built the ark. When the flood came, Noah and his family were safe. Just like Noah, when we listen to God and put him first, we're protected and guided. Even when things get tough or confusing, having God as our top priority helps us stay strong, hopeful, and filled with peace. So, let's be like Noah and keep choosing God and putting him first. With God leading the way, 
our lives are always on the right track. Number two, there is the gravity of idolatry. As the book of Exodus warns us in chapter 20, verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. On the surface, this may sound straightforward. Most of us might say, I don't worship idols, so this doesn't apply to me. But let's dig deeper. Idolatry isn't just about bowing to statues. It's about what occupies the throne of our heart. Is it money? Career? Relationships? Social status? Oftentimes, without even realizing it, these things take God's place in our lives. Every time we prioritize our desires, our fears, or the world's approval over God's voice, we place something else in His rightful position. Sometimes it may be unintentional, but that still doesn't change the reality. It's therefore essential to regularly examine our hearts and realign our priorities. By recognizing and dethroning these idols in our lives, we clear a path for God to take His rightful place. Let's think about the story of Jonah for a moment. Most of us are familiar with this story. Jonah tried to run from God's command, prioritizing his own feelings and fears over God's guidance. He ended up in the belly of a big fish. Yet, in that dark place, Jonah found clarity. He prayed and turned his heart back to God. And God, in his endless mercy, gave Jonah another chance. Just like Jonah, we too can find ourselves in tricky situations when we let other things take the place of God in our lives. But the beautiful thing is that God always gives us a way back. If we take a moment, refocus, and push aside the idols that have crept into our lives, we can begin to experience the joy and peace that comes from truly putting God first. Our God is faithful and full of mercy. After all, as Psalm 37 verse 4 reminds us, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. This Bible verse offers us a promise worth holding on to. Number three, know about the transformative power of divine guidance. Proverbs beautifully echoes this in chapter 3, verses 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean, not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. This isn't mere advice. It's a life principle. In our journey through life, we often come across crossroads, moments of uncertainty, and periods of darkness. We all do. It's in these moments that our human understanding feels woefully inadequate. But there's a promise awaiting us. We are promised of God's divine guidance. When we fully trust in God and acknowledge Him, He doesn't just enlighten our path. He leads us by the hand. This guidance isn't about merely avoiding pitfalls. It's about being directed towards a life of abundance and purpose. It's about embracing a journey where every turn, every twist, and every pause has divine intent behind it. Reflecting on the story of David and Goliath offers profound insight into divine guidance. As a young shepherd boy, David faced the towering giant, Goliath. By human understanding, David had no chance 
He was not a trained soldier, and he did not have the size or strength of Goliath. But David wasn't relying on his own understanding. He trusted in the Lord. In the book of 1 Samuel 17, verse 45, with a simple sling and five smooth stones, he confronted the giant, saying, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. With God's guidance, David defeated Goliath and demonstrated that divine guidance and trust in the Lord could overcome even the most insurmountable challenges. This story encourages us to remember that when we trust in God's guidance, when we put God first, we can face our giants, no matter how big they seem. God is always ready to guide us, making our paths straight and leading us to victory. Number four, reordering our priorities is crucial. In Luke 10 verses 41 to 42, we find a lesson on priorities. When Jesus told Martha, 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 you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. He was pointing out the essence of priorities. Life is bustling, filled with tasks, responsibilities, and distractions. In the midst of this, it's easy to forget the most crucial aspect, our spiritual well-being. The dishes will always be there. The laundry will pile up again, and the emails will keep coming. But the moments that we spend at the feet of Jesus, those are irreplaceable. It's a lesson for all of us. While we shouldn't neglect our chores and responsibilities, it's vital to ensure they don't overshadow our relationship with God. By regularly reordering our priorities, we ensure a balanced, fulfilling life where both spiritual and worldly responsibilities are harmoniously balanced. Taking a leaf from the book of Psalms, we are reminded in Psalm 46 verse 10, Be still and know that I am God in our fast-paced world. Stillness is often overlooked, yet it's in these quiet moments that we can genuinely connect with God and hear His voice. Think of the story of Elijah in 1st Kings chapter 19. After witnessing powerful events like fire and earthquake, God's voice came to him, not in the grand spectacles, but in a gentle whisper. This emphasizes the importance of quiet moments, away from the clatter and clamor of daily life. By making time for God in our busy schedules, by being still and listening, we give him the space to speak to our hearts and guide us. This doesn't mean quitting our jobs or abandoning our chores. It means setting aside purposeful moments each day, even if it's just a few minutes to sit in his presence. And as we do, our priorities naturally find their rightful order. With God at the center, number five, the joy of a God-centered life. Psalm 16 verse 11 states, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. How beautiful is that promise. The world offers pleasures. Yes, but they are temporary. They are like bursts of flavor that quickly fade away. God's joy, on the other hand, is eternal. It sustains. 
strengthens, and renews. A God-centered life is similar to dwelling in a perpetual spring. Even in the midst of challenges, there's an underlying current of joy. This joy isn't rooted in circumstances, but in a deep-seated relationship with the Creator. With God at the center, life becomes an exciting journey filled with wonder, adventure, and profound joy. Reflecting on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, we see him proclaiming in Matthew 5, verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This purity of heart translates to a life free from the entanglements of worldly distractions and temptations. A heart devoted solely to God. Such a heart sees God, not just in grand miracles, but in everyday moments. The smile of a child, the beauty of a sunset, or the kindness of a stranger. A God-centered life brings clarity, like the clear waters of a still pond. Everything becomes a reflection of God's love and goodness. Every experience, good or bad, is an opportunity to draw closer to Him. And in this closeness, in this intimacy with the divine, we find the deepest and most enduring joy. It's a joy that goes beyond mere happiness. It's a joy that resonates in the depths of one's soul, regardless of what's happening around us. Number six, be confident about God's provision and promise. The promise in Philippians 4 verse 19 is a beacon of hope. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. When we prioritize God, it doesn't mean forsaking our needs, desires, or dreams. Rather, it's entrusting them to someone who knows us better than we know ourselves. God's provision isn't about just fulfilling our needs. It's about exceeding them. It's not about giving us what we want, but what we truly need. Imagine a loving father looking at his child. He doesn't just provide for the child's basic needs, but delights in giving gifts surprises, and blessings. That's how God views us. By placing Him first, we tap into an infinite reservoir of blessings that flow from His throne. Number seven, know the outcome of a divided heart. James 1 verses 6 to 8 cautions. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Duality is a challenge. Trying to balance between God and the world creates instability. Like trying to stand on two boats, drifting in opposite directions. By serving two masters, we become spiritually lukewarm. Neither here nor there, but by giving God our undivided heart, we find solidity, stability, and purpose. Our choices become clear, our path becomes defined, and our destiny becomes aligned with His perfect will. Number eight, understand life's true purpose. Have you ever grappled with the whole thought of why you are here? Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13 sums up the essence of our existence, and it says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Amidst the noise of the world, 
it's easy to lose sight of our true purpose. Are we here just to live, earn, spend, and then fade away? Or is there a higher purpose to our lives, a divine calling, by honoring God and following His commandments? We align ourselves with this higher purpose. Life, then, isn't just about living. It's about thriving. It's about making a difference, touching lives, and leaving a legacy of faith, hope, and love. Embracing this truth brings clarity to our journey in life and adds meaning to every step we take. So remember, we are here to fear God and keep His commandments. And to do this, we have to put God first. Number nine, know about the unmatched reward. Jesus made a profound promise in Mark 10, verses 29 to 30. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake, and the gospels, but he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time. Houses, and brethren, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, with persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. So this isn't a transactional relationship. It's a covenant. When we prioritize God, the rewards aren't just spiritual. They manifest in our everyday lives. We will notice that blessings, favor, open doors, and divine connections become a part of our daily experiences. Above all, the promise of eternal life awaits us. It's an eternity, not just of existence, but of joy, love, and unparalleled communion with God. And does this mean that we won't ever face opposition, discrimination, or persecution because of our faith? No, it doesn't mean that either. Jesus consistently taught that following him might lead to suffering, and this scripture also underscores that message. However, amidst these challenges, when we put God first, we are also assured of victory through Christ, who strengthens and uplifts us in every trial. In other words, the enemy won't have the final say. God does. Let us look again at the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15. After squandering his inheritance and living a life away from his father, the son decides to return home, expecting rebuke. He is instead met with an overwhelming embrace and celebration from his father. This story illustrates God's grace and the unmatched reward awaiting those who return to him. Just like the father who throws a grand celebration for his returned son, God celebrates each of us. The reward is not based on our worthiness, but on his boundless love. Know that every sacrifice made, every challenge faced in the name of faith, is recognized and rewarded by God. And beyond the material and tangible, there lies the profound peace and joy of knowing we are cherished and valued. The rewards God offers aren't just for a moment. They echo into eternity, shaping our existence beyond this life. Now, in Revelation 3, verse 20, God extends an open invitation, saying, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. 
if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person, and they with me. This isn't about a distant God up in the heavens. It's about a loving Father at our doorstep, waiting to be invited in. It's up to us to make that choice, to open our hearts and let Him reign supreme in our lives. Consider this. The beauty of the gospel lies in its power to transform. When we embrace these truths and place God at the pinnacle of our priorities, our lives experience a profound transformation. So if you believe that you have placed God first in your life and there is no positive transformation, you need to do some introspection and ask for God's guidance and always remember to be patient and trust God's timing. By making God our utmost priority, we move from merely going through the motions to living with purpose and intent and those challenges we encounter. They evolve into opportunities for growth. As for the blessings, expect them to manifest as daily miracles in your life. The promise is clear. Put God first in your life, and your life will undoubtedly never be the same. Now, to all those within the sound of my voice, let us go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to pray this prayer with me, so that you can have all the blessings of this prayer. Let us pray to our gracious and loving God, Everlasting Father, Almighty God. You are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of heaven and earth. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Lord, I am grateful for your faithful promises your amazing grace, your everlasting love, and your mercies that endures forevermore. Lord, I thank you for the gift of life, and I thank you for the many blessings you have given to me. Father, I humbly approach your throne of grace, acknowledging my sins, my mistakes, and my shortcomings. Forgive me of my trespasses as I also forgive all those who have trespassed against me. Lord, forgive me for the times I've placed other things above you. For moments, I've let the pleasures of this world distract me from your eternal promises. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare that every chain of idolatry and distraction in my life is broken, and I rebuke every spirit of confusion and worldly temptation that tries to pull me away from your presence by the authority of the blood of Jesus. I claim emotional, physical, and spiritual healing over every part of my being. I declare, in the name of Jesus, that the same power that resurrected Christ from the dead flows through my veins, revitalizing and renewing my spirit, mind, and body. Merciful Father, I pray for divine protection over my life and the life of my loved ones. Lord, I ask that you command your mighty angels to stand guard around us, shielding us from all harm or evil. Father, you are our provider, and I ask for your abundant blessings to overflow in our lives. May you guide our paths and draw us closer to you. 
Lord, help us to prioritize you above all things and experience the fullness of joy that only you can give. Father, as I say this prayer, together with everyone listening, I thank you for each heart that is humbled before you right now. For those who are feeling lost, may you be their saving grace and guiding light. For those who are burdened, may your Holy Spirit be their comforter and grant them peace. For those struggling with their priorities, may you grant them the conviction to put you first and the discernment to choose what truly matters. And for those in need of your touch, may you bring them healing, vitality, and restoration. Heavenly Father, we come into agreement as a faith-filled community, and we thank you for the rewards and benefits you have promised us in your word. We ask for the strength and wisdom to always seek your kingdom first, to reorder our priorities, and to embrace the joy and transformation that comes from your divine guidance. Lord, I thank you for hearing and answering my prayer. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray, Amen. If you were blessed by this message, type the word Amen in the comment section below. Dad loved trains. Seemed like every Christmas one of us boys would wind up with a train set, but he played with it more than anyone. This song's for him and all the men who worked on the railroad. Life is like a mountain railroad With an engineer that's brave We must make the run successful From the cradle to the grave Watch the curve that fills the tunnel Never fall, just never quit your hands upon the throttle and your eyes upon the rail. You will roll a great up trial. You will cross the prison track. I see that Christ is your conductor on this line. Always mindful of obstructions And do your duty never fail And keep your hands upon the throttle And your eyes upon the rail Let the Savior thou will find us Till we reach the other Depot into we 
your train will glide There you'll meet the superintendent God the Father, God the Son With a hearty, a joyous plaudit Weary pilgrim, welcome home Blessed Savior, Thou wilt guide us Till we reach the other shore Where the angels wait upon us In Thy grace right there too. Oh yes it is. Life Railroad to Heaven is the name of that one and that's by Russ Taft. Yeah. I love that song right there as well because I tell you if you go back and listen to some of the older songs you'll get to hear yeah what we really need and, and, and what should be in our lives. Put God first this morning. Every day. All day. As often as you can, put him first. Spend time with him. It may be two or three minutes, but give him what you can. He understands, and he will allot more time for you if you will allow him just a little bit. Lord, I need more of you. God, I need more time to spend with you. He will open the door and make a way. Yeah, because it's important that we have a personal, individual prayer life, a personal individual Bible study line. We want to remember Luke uh, 21, that whole chapter, paying close attention to verse 36. Yeah, God has something for us. Things going to come our way. They talked about the government shutdown and all this kind of thing. Uh, But those that believe in him, we didn't have it to worry about. Those that believe in him, we don't have nothing really to worry about. If we cast our cares upon him for he cares for us, if we give it to him and walk away, get a more in-depth relationship with him so we can hear back from him. He speaks to everybody, not just the prophet, but he speaks to everybody. If he so loved us, he gave his only begotten son, that if we'll believe on him, we won't perish but have everlasting life. Do you think he will only speak to the prophets and nobody else? No, he speaks to all of us. Hallelujah. And we want to hear from him. Yeah, we want to speak to him and then he speaks back to us. I teach when you pray, when you're done, don't move so quick. After you pray, begin to praise him, begin to worship him. 
and you will hear in your spirit. You may not hear out of your voice, but you will hear from God in your spirit. Hallelujah. It will just come strong in your mind. Yeah, that's God speaking back to you. We thank him this morning that he can. Listen, we're going over and take a look at James. And I'm going here because our topic today is leave the acting to the stars in Hollywood. We talked about this before. But in Hollywood, they act out parts. And they act these parts so good until it looks like it's real. It looks like it's actual reality. But listen, we don't want to act. Whatever we do for God, we want it to be real. We want to be real in him, real in our God, Jehovah. So James is talking about this in chapter 5 and verse 1. It starts like this. Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. I'm going to read that one more time. Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered and the rust of them that shall be witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped treasures together for the last days. Behold the hire of laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, cries, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. Now listen. We want to be people of God. And I know we've heard many prosperity teachings and preaching. Uh, if we don't have this and if we don't have that, we're not of God. So many come out, even in the church, church leadership, pastors and, and bishops and all these people. They come out as if they are for God and they are for you. But they are not. They're to get rich. And there to use you to do it. There's no caring about you. There's no concern for your soul. They sit up and they find these things to teach. They study the people to see who is who and what is what. I've seen prophets prophesy to people, even me, because of the way I was dressed at the time. They assume I had much. But you judging the book by the cover. <laughs> oh, the cover is spotless. The cover is clean. Oh, the cover is beautiful. The cover looks as if it's got plenty of money. But when you look in that book, you see in the bank account is $5.32. It's not the $5,000.32 uh, that you thought was in there. So what they do is they use the people. They fraud the people. Many companies, they do the same thing. They use the people to get rich. The people begin to cry to the Lord like Israel did when Pharaoh had them in bondage. Anybody remember that? 
So we don't want to be after riches. We don't want to be after the things of this old world. And that's our priority. Everybody want to show somebody, well, I'm not a deadbeat. You know, I'm not just sitting around doing nothing, but I'm accomplishing things. You hear people come out and say, I'm an author of a great book. I wrote this and I wrote that. You hear people say, well, I own this and I own that. But two godly people, when God bless us with something, the only way we advertising it is if we're trying to get more people to become a part. The only way I'm advertising Jesus in the morning is so that others can come with us. And because the more the merit to worship, to pray, I created the prayer club so that more people can come and pray and be prayed for. Yeah created the prayer request club so that more people could come and request prayer. More people could come and see the scriptures that's posted, the prayers that's posted there for them. You don't have to be a member. You just have to need prayer. And you can request it openly. It's not to get rich. It's not to pull money out of people. But it's so that people can be blessed. Because he said this, look now, you're going to weep and howl. Your misery is going to come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Yeah, because a lot of people that's got money, they wear top-of-the-line stuff. You know, you know it, 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 they got what it takes. Yeah, they, they, they got what it takes. They, they, they look good. Some material uh, is expensive, so it feels better than other materials. They got all of these things, but how did they get it? Did they get it right, in the right way? Did God bless these people? So if he didn't, your gold and your silver is cankered, and the rest of them shall be a witness against you, and, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped treasures together for the last days. Because, see, what happened is this. is going to come a witness against you because of this. You didn't use the gold and the silver to bless the people of God or to bless anybody. You used it to store up. You're not storing up treasures in heaven where moths and rust don't corrupt and thieves can't break in. And you're hoarding all this stuff here on the earth because... You, you want people to recognize you. Well, if people got to recognize me by stuff and things, I feel sorry for them. But if you recognize me by knowing God, and that God not only hear, but he answered my prayers. If you recognize me for what God speaks through my mouth is truly the truth, then you, you, you're getting somewhere. You're being somebody. Because you recognize God, not Barbara. But you recognize God is over there. Somebody saying this, well, that woman now, she means business with God. She have not changed in 14 years going on. She the same way. Every now and then she try to get her, her English a little bit better. I speak it, but I don't understand it. I'm honest. Uh, didn't and do and don't and is and ain't. You know, but yeah. But you understand exactly what I'm saying. 
And today I hear people talking, they trying to explain something to me. It's mumbo jumbo to me. Because you don't allow somebody to teach you something crazy. And you going with the flow. You don't speak common English. Yeah. And your head is twisted. But when we let God be our guide, Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, I give you that to the day I die. It says trust in the Lord. It ain't say trust in the professor. It does not say trust in the preacher. It, it don't say trust in man. It says trust in the Lord. And mean not to thine own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him. Acknowledge God. And a promise going to come to you and he shall direct your path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Stop doing wrong that you're doing. Fear God enough to say, God, see this, and I got to cut this out. But many want to act. They're great actors like the stars in Hollywood. They they speak the language. They, 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 they know you're... They studied people, so they know this kind of people and that kind of people and the other kind and, and over here kind. And they come out with this stuff that draws people. And for some reason, people love to be deceived. I don't know why. I don't know why. But they love it when someone is deceiving them. He wrote a great book and just a crowd just followed. But the scripture said this, wide is the road that leads to destruction, and many there be. That means the road is wide and it's crowded. But the road that leads to God is narrow. It didn't have to be so wide because few there be. There's not a whole lot of people on that road that's leading to God. The road that's going to heaven. The road that's obeying God. The road that's giving, the road that's loving, it's not a lot of people. Everybody for themselves. Another thing I noticed today, people can give advice to other people. But when it comes to them, they can't take their own advice. I'm like, now you can see their situation so clear, but you can't see your own. You in trouble, but you got mouth for the other person. I've seen that so much and I just closed my eyes. Because that's ridiculous. Get that bean out of your eye, and you can help your brother get the most out of his. But until you get that bean out your own eye, you can't help nobody. Because you got an eye that's plugged up, or both of yours plugged up, and you blind, and the blind leading the blind. The scripture said both of y'all going to end up in the ditch. So we want to go to God for everything. He said that rust going to witness against them and it's going to eat your flesh as it was fire. You know how fire, when it gets to burning, honey, it don't stop. It spreads. You have heaped treasures together for your last days. This is it. This is all you're going to get. Verse 4 said, Behold the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields which is of you kept back by fraud, cries, cries, 
and the cries of them which have weeped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. Look, they hire you and they use you. They hire you, you do a good job. They want to promote you and make you think that they care about you, but they don't care about you. They care about that weeping that you're doing in their field. The work that you're doing, and many go on the job and sell out to the job. Their whole being, everything about them is to make a better position on the job by making the owners rich. Sometimes they, they leave family, they leave children, they leave everybody, wife, husband, uh, uh, the, the husband crying for attention. I can't, honey. Corporate need me. What the foolishness? Mom, can you? I can't do it, baby. I, I have to go to New York. I'll be back next week. The child is crying for the mom's attention or the dad's attention, but corporate America needs them more than your family. So the children begin to let TV dictate to them. They begin to let the rapper songs dictate to them. When you look up, it's a heathen in your house because you neglect it or you push them to it. I see parents push their children to the world. Little girls twerking and, 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 and got the worldly song down good, but you ask them about fractions, they can't even work a fraction. Why? They dress them like the world, whatever the world is putting down. But we as the true believers, we're going to leave the acting to the stars and Hollywood. It's their job. It's what they do. We are believers of God. We are the Christians. We are followers, true followers of Christ. Whatever is written in that red in that book, that's what we follow in the Bible. Whatever is written in red, it says Jesus said. We're not concerned about doing what Hollywood do, not bringing our children up. Today, my children couldn't look at TV. Uh-uh. I'd have all kind of uh, uh, things for them to watch, but it wouldn't be regular TV because they teach your children. And many say they believe it, but they watch all this pile of Paris stuff. I, I started out thinking it was funny and it was a good thing, and then the Lord opened my eyes to me. And, oh, no, that's not me, baby. Come here. Let's reason together. Though they sins be as scarlet, and because you took a part of it, I'm going to wash you white as snow. Because I'm showing you, and you're willing to see what I'm showing you and do something about it. The more raunchy it is, the people can't get enough of it, even so-called believers and Christian people. The filthier, the filthier, filthier, it is the more we want to watch it. The more, oh, girl, did you see? Oh, girl, they, this week, girl, I can't wait to see what happened with John Boy and, and, and Julia. You know they was dissing. Believers, you're in the church every time the door opens, and that's what you watch. And your kids see what you're a part of. But you in Sunday, you're in church every Sunday, every Wednesday, everything they have. You even working in an auxiliary in the church or ministry in the you wide open. 
but you ain't turned the bad TV off yet. You, you don't look for God's things. You see, you don't look for godly things on your TV. Netflix and all these other ones with the foolishness, and Netflix have some godly things. Tubi have some godly things. Ask me how I know. I watch it. YouTube, baby, YouTube got it going on with godly stuff. Now, I'm not saying you don't have to search and find it, but it's there. And if you want it, you'll look for it. So they're tricking us in the workplace, in the church. Ye have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanting. Ye have nourished your heart as in a day of slumber. This is what he's saying to the evil people, the people that's using his people. Ye have condemned and killed the just, and he doeth not resist you. You're killing me on the job. Corporate America, I don't resist because I come subject to the higher power. A man don't work, shouldn't eat. This is my job. The boss said do this and that. I'm doing it. Some things I know God is not pleased with, but it's the job and I'm doing it. Thank you, Brother Lewis. <laughs> God bless you, sir. Verse 7 says, be patient, therefore, brethren until the coming of the Lord. Be patient. Don't be in a rush for nothing, Barbara. Because the Lord is coming. Behold, the husband man waited for the, for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until he received the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient, Establish your heart, for the coming of the Lord draws nigh. Choose this day who you're going to serve here. Be patient. But choose the day who you're going to serve. Choose the day which way you're going. And how you going about it. Choose the day if Jehovah God who have a begotten son, Jesus Christ, is that your God? And if that's the God you're going to stay with, and his word holds true, so you're going to stay with the truth. You see what the world got going on. You see what the church in the world got going on. It's not the house of prayer. But you're going to choose the day. I'm going to do what God says. I don't care what no one else says or no one else do. Or does I, I, I'm going to stay with the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm going to stay with him. I'm going to obey God. I'm going to obey his word. Yeah. God is faithful. God is faithful. Hallelujah. And we thank him today for his faithfulness unto us. But we got to get in his word and let his word get in us. And we got to walk according to his word. The scripture said, put God first. Give him the first fruit of our day. The man come out. God bless this man with this word for every day. 
put God first. He said our mind is on something first. When you first wake up in the morning, your mind is on something. And we should allow it to be God. Be ye also patient, establish your heart, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. See, if we make our, our decision right now, when God get here, we ready. We're that church he's coming back looking for without spot or wrinkle. But if we put money first, children first, husband first, wife first, job first, house first, everything else is before God. Then we think about him when we fall into dire straits, when we fall into need, when we need something or we want something, then we can go to God. Now, he should be first every day. And before we make a move on anything, we need to consult him. But we've been so busy moving, making our own decisions and doing our own thing. We, we got this him Janet Jackson mentality. Got my own mind, want to make my own decision. He gave me a mind, but I want to decide to follow him. I want to decide to let him be my leader and my guide because he's leading me in the path of righteousness. He's going to keep me safe. He's going to bless me. The blessings going to overtake me. Hallelujah. But I got to allow him to do it. I got to back up and stop rushing. See, because we, we, we make a start, boy, we, we add it. And we won't back up until we see it's working against us. And sometimes it takes a while for us to see that this thing is working against us. Yeah. Verse 9 says, Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Let's don't grudge with one another. I don't want to hold a grudge against you. I want to love you and keep it moving. If you do me wrong, I want to forgive you and keep it moving. Now, because I forgive you, it don't mean I have to hang out with you. Some people, as, as back in the day, they used to teach us you got to feed them with a long handle spoon. Even in the church. Because everybody in the church is not full of God. Wherever God's people is, the devil is lurking. And if we watch and pray, we'll get to see for ourselves what's going on. Because God will show us. But now when he show us, we got to believe what he show us. I, 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 I got this lady and she told me this. She said the woman was poisoning. And God was showing me that the lady was poisoning me, but I just couldn't believe that a, a person would do another person like this who haven't done anything to them. She wanted me out the way. Had she gotten me out of the way because of what I was connected into, she would have got a portion of the insurance money. She said, God sent four people to warn me. And the fourth person got deep with me. The fourth person told me some things that only me and God knew about. So I knew he was using this person to tell me about it. That's when I started believing. 
She said, but before that, I wouldn't believe. She got down sick. And stress was what was killing her. And then this woman was bringing her food and drank, you know, because she was sick in the bed, couldn't get up. And the woman was putting poison a kind slowly that they wouldn't have been able to detect. Yeah. There's some evil people in the world. So we have to be careful. And we just can't call in and everybody friends. I had one, I was calling friend, and the Lord showed me, said, that's not your friend right there. That is not your friend. Jealous of what I do for you, because it's not you doing it for you, but jealous of what I do for you. Wants to be like you. All went on and on. He was showing me. And then a Dr. Goodman showed up. And the Lord said, watch this. And when I watched the things that old Dot did, it showed great friendship. Hey, glory, glory, glory. It showed no matter what, I could share with Dot and not worry about it. Dot was there for me. Not because of the way I looked, or none of that. Not because of what I could do for Dot. Dot became a friend. Louis. <laughs> Louis. Yeah. God, God is faithful. These people are always around. I could email Louis some Louis. Can you in a few minutes I get a, a message? In here in the morning, I could be talking about something. Here come Louis with the scripture to back it up. See, because a lot of mornings I talk in scripture, but you got to be there. <laughs> you got to, you know, know the word. But anyway, God is talking about behold the judge standeth before you. So don't have a grudge against each other. If you do, you're going to be condemned because the judge already sees. He's at the door. But we want to love one another, take care of one another, be there for one another. And not just in talk, but in deed. Verse 10 says, take my brethren, the prophets, who have spoken in the name of the Lord, for an example of suffering affliction and of patience. Look back, Samuel went through some stuff. Eli, he went through some stuff. Jeremiah. Isaiah, look back, Moses, look back there. You'll see these people, Paul, uh, 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 Apostle Paul, Timothy, John, Matthew, Luke, all these boys, they went through some things. And they had to have the patience to wait on God. 1 Corinthians 15 and 33 in the Amplified Bible says, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupt good morals. And it does. My mom used to tell me, I don't want you with her. Association bring on simulation. <laughs> she used to tell me some stuff, and I'm looking crazy. And sometimes she would tell me, you're looking like a fool now. She said, but I'm telling you, when you wake up, you'll be in trouble with her. 
Some she would tell me, say, oh, no, 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 no. Because not only will you be in trouble, but you'll be in the kind me and your daddy can't get you out of. I, I, I don't even want to hear about you associating with them. Not that the other person was better than me, but they wasn't brought up like I was. The, 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 the head of the house wasn't teaching them what the head of my house was teaching me. And hanging out with them, I would be enticed. Because, see, that's what not what I was hearing at home, but this would have been fascinating to me and I would have tried it. Oh, come on, somebody today. Anybody ever hung with somebody and tried what they tried? I, I, I didn't like drinks, but I was hanging out with them who drank. So when I know anything, Louis, I was trying me a little rip of wine. What you say? Yeah, trying it. No only thing, I done got drunk off the ripple because I'm drinking it like soda. But Lewis said, television is bad company, and it is. I would even say this, going to the movies today is bad company. Listening to certain radio stations is bad company. The devil is the prince of the air. Do not be deceived, bad company corrupt good morals. Be careful who you hang out with. Be careful who you're listening to. You got a lot of these people, they out here to get as many people as they can because that would be more money for their pockets. I had two people I asked to teach me something here recently. Neither one of them people had the patience. They're talking, but they're not explaining. They're just telling you something, and it's not teaching. There's a difference in teaching and telling. That's a difference. If you come to me and you say, Barbara, teach me how to make that seven-up pound cake, I got to start from the beginning. Every step I go to, I got to explain it to you. Well, the first, we're going to start off with some salt and butter. Y'all know I love food and shut up. <laughs> After you get your butter, you're going to put a half a cup of shortening in your butter, and you're going to whip it until it becomes smooth, fluffy. Then you're going to add a little bit of sugar, half a cup of sugar at a time, until you add your two cups of sugar. Now, I'm going to make sure they know what butter is and shortening is and sugar is. I'm going to make sure they know. Each step, I'm going to make sure you know what butter is, right? That's teaching. But if I just come and I just say, hey, uh, get some butter. I didn't tell you what kind of butter, whether it was salt, unsalted or salt. I didn't tell you. Uh, 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 Lando Lake or Walmart brand. I didn't say nothing. I just said get some butter. When you get through with that cake, it's going to be a mess. I didn't teach you how to make it. I told you how to make it. Look at Louis. Want that pound cake. You can't have none. And you can't have a donut this morning. <laughs> yeah. So we want to be careful who we hang out with. And, and, and look what he said in 10. Take my brother and the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, 
that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. If we could just hold out until tomorrow, if we could just wait on the Lord and be of a good courage, he's going to strengthen our hearts. He's going to bless us. He's going to bring us to an expected end of what you're waiting for. What you're waiting on, you're going to get it and get more. Because the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. That pitiful part is that this, his heart is so soft when he see you weep. His heart is so soft when he see you going through. And, and, and maybe mercy shouldn't kick in, but God is just loving and here come the mercy for you. I told you I did something. And I know I shouldn't have did it, but I did it anyway. And I was around there, oh, boy, I felt like, oh, I felt so bad. You have no clue. I'm crying, and Lord, forgive me, God, you know I knew your words. If I knew it and I did it, it was a sin. So what wrong doing, God? I straight up sinned against you. Lord, forgive me, and I meant that thing. And I'll never do this again. Oh, no, God, I'm turning from this. And I turned from never went back. But guess what? He sent that boy Daryl Pettis. Y'all may not know him. This a bad man in my book. Pettis can sing, too, and preach. Pettis come along and sung a song that says, I don't feel no way tired. I've come too far from where he brought me from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy, but I just don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. And then he said, this is country, but it worked. He said, he ain't going to leave you. <laughs> when Pettis got through, God got through using Pettis, I should say, I was already back whole believing, uh, done wiped the tears away. I'm running this race again with patience. I'm back on track. He'll do all of this for us. Because he know, he know us. He know the very intent of our hearts. He know what you're going to do this evening. He already know. It, it won't be no surprise to him. It might surprise us and those that are around you, but it won't surprise God. But we got to come out the wilderness and lean on the Lord. The songwriter said, tell me, how did it feel when you come out the wilderness, come out the wilderness, come out the... How did you feel when you... Come out the wilderness, leaning on the Lord. Although I feel like I'm a leaning on the Lord. I am leaning on the Lord. I am leaning on the Lord who died at Calvary. Yeah, I like all that kind of caring on. I'm telling you that. Did your soul feel happy when you come out the wilderness? Come about the wilderness. Did your soul feel happy when you repented unto God and you meant it and you're not going back to do that ugly thing no more? That boy Solomon said, fear the Lord and depart from evil. We got to fear God enough that we're not going back to do that wrong thing again. Because we're trying to 
get higher in him. We're trying to draw closer to him. We're trying to be that church that he's coming back looking for. These are the last days, I'm telling you. We see signs of the time. If you don't see the signs, I don't know what to tell you. We see that people that should be for is against. People that should be for America, their actions show that they're against it. They're for themselves. They're not for the country. Being for the country means being for everybody. I can't pick and choose. Well, I tell you what. I'm going to be for the Baptist church, but... uh. Me and the Methodists, we just don't get along. I can't do that. All of that is in America. That's what makes America. The differences, the, the, the different nationalities. Back to the food again. The different types of food that they cook. They come out of their country believing this, but they got here and see the way that we do things, so they incorporated themselves. They worked on it till they began to speak English. They worked on it until they knew how to bake a biscuit. They worked on it until they knew how to slaughter a hog or whatever it is that Americans do, the American way. But we got many that's against America. In Jacksonville, Florida, it used to be this way. I, I don't know how it is now, but it used to be blacks against whites and whites against blacks. I'm just honest, Louis, that's the way it was. Because we had our community, they had theirs. Now, the strangest thing, and it's weird, and I know they say we from Jacksonville, we some crazy country people. And I can't help but agree. Now, if a, a, a black person did something to a white person, the whites would come against it. If the whites did something to a black person, the, the blacks would come against it. But now let's say somebody else from another nationality did something to a black or white person. We all came together. The blacks and the whites came against these people. It, it, it was the I say, well, why can't we just get along? No, we stayed separate until something happened to one or the other side. Then we all came together against it. Back in the day, I've seen white men beat other people down because of what you did to a black person. I've seen black people beat another person's nationality down because of what you did to a white person. But in America, we are to be for each other. We should be. We should come together and get to know one another. And then many things, I know some people are so ignorant, they, they appear to be unteachable. Everybody is teachable. You just have to find the right teacher. Everybody's teachable. You just have to find the right person that can teach them. Sometimes you have to bring it to them on their level. I've seen teachers teach children uh, in, in preschool their numbers and alphabets by a certain style of song because that's what they like. And the children pick up, everybody in the class pick up. Nobody's slowing behind because you taught them in the way that they like. 
God wants us all to be for each other. And when we see a hair out of place, we pray. Listen, and what, what I mean a hair out of place, when we see somebody that's against America, we pray for them. Because they're in America and against America, let's pray. When we see our brother and sister step out of line and we say, oh, we can't say nothing to them because they are quick to get offended, we pray. We might get with two or three more and don't call no name and say, hey, help me pray for this brother. Help me pray for this sister. God know who you're talking about. But we got to get real in God and God will sustain us. He'll bring us back into a place where we need to be. I want to go back to the time when I was 45. I don't mean in age acting. I don't mean acting 45. What I'm talking about, I want to do some of the things I could do when I was 45. You understand? When I was 45, I could travel the country. I could travel outside the country. That was good for me. I want to go back to those days. My memory was better than it is today. <laughs> yeah. There's some things I want to do again. But only God. I don't want to eat wrong. Apostle Paul said, I, I, I don't, I, he didn't want to sin. He said, but he found himself sinning. The things that he didn't want to do, he found is when it comes to that food, I don't want to do it, but I find myself eating. I started eating honey roasted nuts. Can't stop myself, look like. Oh, I love cashews. Oh, and the pecans just so light. Oh. I can have these things, but in moderation. But I start eating it and go crazy, look like. I stay away from biscuits and breads. If I eat a bread, I try to eat me a little pumpernickel. And then when I know anything, I spread cream cheese. Yeah, see? <laughs> I can have cream cheese. I just can't have it spread it like that on the pumpernickel bread. And then I don't want one piece. I want two pieces. So you have to keep these things in prayer, in prayer, in prayer, in prayer. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm eating healthy and I'm eating fattening. And it was healthy, but the things I was eating caused me to gain weight. Good, good weight, but uh-uh. So now I got to sincerely work on getting the weight off. And the warden is home. The warden is in town. Shantae. The warden is here. <laughs> and to my surprise, the warden didn't let me eat some things. Yesterday, I was looking at the warden and Saturday at the corner of my eye. I said, the warden ain't saying nothing because them days coming. Now, Mama, you done had the weekend. You done had from Thursday to Sunday to eat whatever it is you wanted. Today is Monday, Mama. We got to get right. Mama, you got to, you can't eat that. That warden, <laughs> I'll tell you, as many days I have laughed, but that warden kept the weight off. I said, well, I'm going to just get a candy bar. Okay, but I'm going to get the big one with the three in the pack. She said, okay, well, Mama, you can eat one, but the other two put it up for later. 
She went in the store and bought now, ladies. Boy, I was killing them. Y'all hear me? I was. <laughs> the warden took them. Oh, my goodness. What kind of fun is this? I asked the warden about now. She said, I never see them again. You see? The warden on top of her game. And she make a suit. Ooh, that thing is the best suit in the world. But it's for weight loss. I can't eat nothing else but the soup. Yeah. But the weight comes off with the warden. Look at that warden. It's like she got the, the stick. The police stick beating it in her hand. I said, oh, I can't fool with the warden. Yeah. But it's for my good. It's not against me. It's for me. But you know, when you want what you want, you know, you want your piece of fried chicken and the warden to me, now nah, we're going to bake it. Uh-uh. I, 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 didn't, I didn't say bake chicken. I, I, I said I wanted it fried. The warden said, no, nah, you're not getting fried now, but I will bake. He baked the chicken. She make an eggplant burger. Oh, y'all know I love that eggplant. So she find things that I like that I can eat that won't cause me to blow up. But I be wanting the fat and stuff. You know me. <laughs> I'm from the country. Look, I try to find every excuse in the book. But the warden don't take excuses. Yeah, that might be true, mama. But you ain't got to eat that much of that. You love them bananas. Ooh. Oh, you told them now, later. Oh, you dirty for that, for telling me that. You real dirty for that now. Oh, because I love them all. Oh, I love the tropical, the strawberry, all of them. Yes, yes. Watermelon, you know me. <laughs> Anybody know about them down ladies, Boston baked beans, lemon heads? Y'all know about that? She said, I eat a couple. Bless your heart and all your parts because your friend will eat that whole pack. Do you know the little mini pack? How many come in that pack? Four. I eat all four of them. And see, I should only eat two and stop, yeah. But we back to working on it, and the warden is in. So I, I know I'll do good, yeah. I mean, the warden get that weight off me, yeah. So I just got to, it, oh, bless your heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, see, that <laughs> says she don't know about them. You don't eat now, ladies, stop. Oh, I love her now later. You eat something now and save something for later. Yeah, I, I ate them when I was a girl. Going to school, I used to take them in my purse to school. And one time, the teacher took them all. And then came home and and uh, told on me. Oh, after that, I didn't like him no more. I said, uh, I don't like him. Why would he do this? No, he's going to get me in trouble. That was his aim, and he did. He got me in trouble. Yeah, my dad said, you know better. Oh, I was hurt. I was hurt. Okay. She said, yes, I know about them and Mary Jane. Ooh, and them long boys. Anybody know about long boys? I got to stop myself this morning because I'm getting people in trouble. Yeah, they'll be looking for us. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, ma'am. See, uh, she know all about that thing. Uh-huh. But listen. We love one another, and uh, I've seen us show the love. I remember uh, when a man came against uh, Brother Jermaine, 
I remember how Sister Rita responded in many because he just come and say what he going to say, Brother Jermaine, and he go away. And that was just a sign of love. Don't, you know, you, you, you like you don't want nobody bothering your children, hurting your children. We don't want nobody hurting each other. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be happy with that because we love one another. And each of us at certain times, God has used right here on Jesus in the morning to say things. Yeah, hallelujah. Verse 12 says, but above all things, my brethren, swear not neither by heaven nor by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay be nay, lest you fall into condemnation. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing songs. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. That's in the name of Jesus. And the prayer shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if you have committed sins, they shall be given him. If he committed sin, God will forgive him. Whoever them elders pray for, because we're going to come on one accord, believe in God to heal the sick, believe in God for whatever we need. We do it daily. We believe God that each one of us will be supplied with what we need and more. And nobody can tell me that God don't supply for you daily because you're able to come back the next morning. If he wasn't supplying for you, you wouldn't be able to. Some of us wouldn't be here. If you seek, you need to stretch out in Jesus. I promise you he's a healer. Turn from your wicked ways. Not only will God hear from heaven, but he'll forgive your sins and heal your body. Do you believe that today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're grateful unto him this morning. We love him because he first loved us. Yeah. Look what it even says in 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayers of the righteous avail as much. Those full of faith, when they pray, they pray believing. So your prayer is going to be heard and answered. What you need. It's a confession false one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. Because if we're going through something that we shouldn't be doing, we're doing something we shouldn't be doing, or this thing is a great burden to us, we need a healing from it. And our prayer daily should be, Lord, deliver us. God, deliver us from evil. Deliver me, God, from these things that got me, whatever they may be. Deliver me. Set me free. I want to keep my mind on you. I want to put you first in everything. But these things are holding me captured, and I can't turn them loose. You got to work on me. I had a grandson love weed. Oh, he loved weed. 
I saw him get up and sing a song to the Lord about being delivered. I heard him sing to the Lord and tell the Lord, I'm sick and tired. I need you. I was in total almost shock. But when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, nobody has to come and tell you what to do. Boy, put that weed down. Boy, put that bottle down. Girl, stop running the street. Girl, stay at the club. Nobody got to do that. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're going to find a way to put it down. And if you know about God, you're going to run to him. Lord, deliver me. I'm sick of this. I can't stop doing it. I've done it as long as I could. Lord, I, I want to stop it. When you know anything, it's over with. You ain't doing that no more. Mm -mm. That is over with. Over with. Hallelujah. We're going to our next song of the morning, and when we come back, the studio is open. If there's anyone have a testimony of something you would like to say, you might want to comment on one of these verses, feel free to do it this morning. Hallelujah. Let's go to this one today. Thank 
that better than that. Hallelujah. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. But, Father, you've been good to me. Made waves where I didn't see no waves. Always was on time for me. Yeah, I take it personally. I tell you, I'm spoiled. I feel spoiled just rotten by him because he's always there for me. I don't care what comes my way. He always makes a way. He always opened a door for me. Yeah, I just feel special many days by him because of the things that he do for me. But all we got to do is go to him and go to him often. And don't just always go for things. But I need him so much. <laughs> Sometimes I can't help but ask. Yeah, because I can't do it. Only he can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Look, I'm blessed this morning. Not, not with just materialistic things now. Yeah, not just with the natural things. I'm blessed spiritually. When I tell you Hey, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is real. He is who he say he is. He will do what he said he would do. Mm. Prayer is very important. The study of his word, to know his word for yourself is very important. We throw everything to the God when it comes to God. But we need his word. Yeah, we need to dig deeper into his word. Pray and ask him to help you to apply his word to your everyday life. You need it. Teach me your word, Lord. If you don't teach me, I won't know it. And today we can't trust nobody with the word. Got to be careful trusting people. Coming, they teaching and preaching you today with the word. They got so many Bibles out here. See, if you don't know God, you'll be tricked. Because see, the Spirit of the Lord will tell you, uh-uh, that's not what I said, Bob. They done added to that. They done taken away from that. I, I begin to look at King, the King James Version uh, of some of that. They done, they done fixed up. They done made it, you know, better for you to understand. But that old one, oh, yeah. I stay in that. <clears throat> I was sitting out there in my spot this morning talking to the Lord and thanking. You you got to steal away. And I'm stealing away to Jesus. And he's been he to get that to me. He's he been to give me a spot that I'm going to get to spend some time with him. Yeah. And not go thinking on these things for the people. But do whatever he would have me to do for the people, but come right back and spend some quality time with him for myself. Oh, y'all don't know like I know what he'll do for you when you do this type thing. Yeah, he'll come out, you know, ooh, glowing. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank God this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Pastor David, can you lift your hands to the Lord if you're in a place? If you're in a place, oh, you're shocked. When you can, lift your hands to the Lord and just begin to tell him thank you. Yeah. I've seen a new move coming for you. <laughs> hey. And it may be 
uh, management. Uh, I'm going to just put it like that and leave it. Yeah. Minister Shonda, when you get a chance, lift your hands to the Lord and just begin to tell him thank you. And if you can, just begin to go back and, and, and see every time how he brought you out. Every time. I don't care what was back there. You went through some things, but you come out. Yeah, even think about the forgiveness, you know, how you've forgiven people. Yeah, because there's a blessing coming for you. Yeah, there's a blessing. And this comes to mind in the Psalms. Yeah, there's a blessing in the Psalms. See, many times we've gone through some things, and boy, we were just upset and everything else, and I don't like it. And, and it was a Psalm. But the psalm come because there was a blessing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sister Irene just go to sleep telling God thank you. Yeah, because I see healing coming for you. I see a healing in your body coming. Yeah, begin to tell him thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, um, when you can, just lift your hands to the Lord and tell him thank you. Uh-huh. I, I've seen some type of shopping. I've seen some type of shopping of Sion. But just tell God thank you. Tell him thank you. And he's doing it, whatever it needs to be done. Hallelujah. Rose Brown, I want to tell you this. I want you to go to the book of John. Some people call it St. John. Matthew's in the Bible, Mark, Luke, and then the book, right? there, John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I want you to go to the book of John, and I want you to start reading. Yeah, from the first chapter until you complete the book of John. As you're reading back and forth, don't forget and don't put it down. Don't let nothing distract you from your reading the book of John. Because as you're reading and going in between the leaves of the pages, God is going in between your soul. He's going in between your heart and your mind. And he's fixing some things for you today in the name of Jesus. If you could just obey and go to the book of John, new things coming your way. It's going to be a different day for you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. It's already all right today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And Sister Dot, I'm telling you, blessings, blessings, blessings. I even see some money coming for you. Yeah. You know, I'll pick up on that money right now. That's what they told me. But blessings coming for you, Sister Dot. And we give God the glory. We give him the honor. And we give him the praise. I can hear this around you today. Hey, say, it won't always be like this. I can hear that. God is perfecting that which concerning God. Sooner or later, hey, it's going to work in your favor. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's turning it around for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's turning it around for you. Yeah, it won't always be like this. God is protecting that which concerning you. Sooner or later, it's going to work in that favor. He's turning it around even as I'm saying for you. Hallelujah. Ah, yes, he is today. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Louis, when you get a chance, I just need you to lift your hands to the Lord and tell him thank you. 
I need you when you can, just grab Sarah's hand and just go to praying. Yeah, go to praying for her. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, Louis, travel is coming for you now. You're going to be able, you and Sharon, to take a trip. Yeah, God is doing it. He's been speaking that. I, I can't tell you when, but I know he's going to do it. I can't tell you how, but I know he's going to fix it for you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Grab a hand and begin to pray. And whatever prayer you pray, it's all right today. And whatever you ask God for, it's all right today. Because the enemy wants you to want you to think that you're declining. But Louis, you're not declining, you're going back to better days. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Healing, uh-huh. I see God doing healing, yes. Or oh, in the name of it won't always be like this. Ah! Ooh! God is perfecting that which concerning you and Sherry. Mm-hmm. Watch. Sooner than later. Or oh, it's already worked for your favor. God is turning it around for you as well. Healing, healing, healing. Not only healing, but Louis, I see some money coming for you. Uh-huh. I see some dollar bills. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I shot. Hey, glory, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Do it, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I thank you today for it, Lord Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing for Louis Sherry, God. We thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Oh, thank you, Lord. It is done. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I need some tissue in here. Thank you, Lord. I thank you today. Mm. My goodness. Hey, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, for myself, I needed $100. I want y'all to listen. I tell all of it. All of it that I can tell because I want you to walk by faith and not by sight. I want you to believe God for the impossible for yourself because he, he's a God that do impossible things. With man, it's not possible. But with God, all things are possible. I needed $100 because y'all know I give my, uh, plant my seeds. And most times, uh, you know, I pay my tithes and often, often, but by seed plant, I might plant, plant it once a month. So, look, I was coming down to the wire. It looked like I just didn't have it. it like I, and my mind told me, the flesh told me, well, you got that $100 right there. Don't use that yet. Just hold that and it's going to grow. Let me tell you something. I could hear the Spirit of the Lord say, go on and plant. <laughs> I planted it. After planting it, I seen 29 cents in my account. Do y'all hear what I'm telling you? 29 cents. Now, today is Monday, October the 2nd already. I'm coming back with this money testimony and tell you what he did in a little bit now. I'm just telling y'all. 29 cents. Because y'all know I'm a giver. And y'all know I have to help some people. And that's what ministry is about, really, being a blessing to others. It's not so you can get rich. It's not so that you can have a paycheck, but it's to bless others. And because you plant, God multiply the harvest. So I'm going to come back with the testimony. 
he's able. I know he's able. I know what he's done before, and I know he's able to do it again. Great and mighty thing. The last time I wanted to plant 200, I was able to do it. Yeah. So my, my regular planning is, is the 100. That's what that is. So uh, I'm going to get extra, and I'm going to plant another 100. Don't worry about it. He loves the cheerful giver. And, and when December, all oh, look at here, this year for Christmas, I want to go to Las Vegas, but I might have to stay here because I may have to start uh, the ending of October, mail, I hope I can, mailing our Christmas gifts to each one of these faithful. The faithful, matter of fact, let me start my Christmas list. Look, to the faithful, I want to make sure you, you are blessed this year. Yeah, I want to make sure I send a tangible gift in the mail to you. Yeah, and and, and if I can, um, I really want to send gift cards because how many know um, with gift cards you can buy what you want? You know what I'm saying? I might send you a tangible gift, and it may be a good gift, but it may not be what you really could have got if you had that gift card. Yeah. And I see why, because I used to give cards, but I see why people give them out. Yeah, they give them out because people can do what they want. And not that they don't go and buy a tangible gift to remember you by. So some people afraid they're not going to get a tangible gift because they like to remember, you know. But you can buy yourself a tangible gift and keep it. Yeah, I got some stuff people have, you know, given me and I, I won't trade it. Uh, for the world. Mm-mm. I can't get rid of that. It was given. <laughs> I have cards that were sent to me from all over the place. And certain ones I remember, Minister Shonda, uh, Sister Dot, Irene, certain ones, you know, I just remember. Louis, I, I got some cards from them online and I still have them. Yeah. So, you know, I I just remember certain things and I keep it and it means something to me. And at Christmas, all the Christmas cards, I put them out on the mantel, on the table, you know, the coffee table. People come in, they can see, you know. They say, oh, this is so pretty right here. I said, well, read that one. Who that one from? Oh, that's from Dorothy. Yeah, I said, yeah, that's that Dorothy Goodman over there in Orlando, over there in Gotha. Well, Mama, where you got that from? I said, read it. Oh, this say Shonda. I said, yeah, that's Minister Shonda. I was late getting her card, and I got it, and I was able to read it. Now, now you see you see how you play around and fool around, Louis? Thank God for you. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for you. Look here. I'm a, you know what, Louis? Now, I got to give you a cake this morning, though, and share it with Sherry, don't eat the whole thing by yourself. Yeah, split it in half. Let her get her half of the cake and you get your half of the cake. But y'all eat it together. Yeah, gave you a cake. You can't have cake often. I don't look for it often. But I gave you one this morning. Y'all know I gave him an emoji, a cake. <laughs> when his birthday comes, I give him one too. Yeah, God is faithful. God is faithful. And I know he's on our side. And I know if he be for us, he's more than the whole world against us. And this morning, he is for each one of us. 
Say what you want. I tell you these testimonies because I know God will do it for you. He's no respecter of persons. That new car, he will give it to you. I could have one right now. And I want brand new, but I'm waiting on him because I told him this go by. I want to pay cash. I, I, I don't want no payment. Yeah, I've been that route. My truck has paid out, been paid out. But I don't want to go that route again. I want it to be able to take cash for one. Now, I know he's able to open the door if it be his will. And he's been sending me things. And I said, yeah, I'm about to get a new truck, y'all. I'm about to get a new truck. But he's going to pay for it in cash that I don't even have to consider once a month making a truck payment. The earth is his, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Somebody told me about that he owned all them cattles on the hill. You heard about that? Yeah, so I know he's able. Hallelujah. He made the heavens and the earth. Our glory to his majesty. So I know he's able this morning. So, look, is there anyone have something they would like to say? Oh, I, I got to write, write on the list. Hold on, Sister Jerry and Brother Anthony, I didn't put them on here. Yeah. All right, and while we're doing that, we're going to this quick song. I can't play it all the way through. It's 10 minutes long, but I will play for you as much as possible. This next song is a favorite of mine because I stop and think of why I love Jesus. And the first thing that comes to mind is I love him because he first loved me. I love him because he looked beyond my faults and he sees all of my needs. I love him because in spite of Edward, he still loves me. I love him because he meets every need. And not only the need, but he supplies and gives me my heart's desire. Thanks, you know, a lot of things we don't even need. We don't even need them, but just because we want them, God gives them to us. Hallelujah. Pray for us as we come with, Lord, I love you.
praise you. Lord, I love you. I really love you. 
and I'm thankful unto him for all he has done for us. Great and mighty things. And as soon as I get the call and the door is open, I'm going to run down and see about those pallets. And uh, maybe some things in them I can, wonderful, exciting things that I can give out to that faithful few for Christmas. Yeah. So I have to try to think ahead. Back in July, I was thinking, you know, back in June, April, I was thinking about Christmas. Because I really would like for y'all to open the mailbox and something great is there. Or you hear the knock on the door at UPS or FedEx or uh, the post office is delivering you something wonderful, you know. And uh, it's the thought that counts. I know all about that. But sometimes you, you, you just want to bless the people, you know, in, in a different way for Christmas. Yeah, it's his birthday, and he wants us to give gifts. And I love the gift of Christmas. Give it. I love that thing. And uh, last year, the living room was full of stuff, and I was sick. Because I started the first part of November wrapping stuff. And then by the eh, oh, I was just sick. I couldn't do nothing, couldn't cook, couldn't eat, couldn't go nowhere. I was just, and it was cold here Christmas Day. <laughs> but I was willing to get out in that cold if I wasn't sick. And I went to the emergency room, went to the doctor. They said it was a bad cold. No COVID, no flu, no pneumonia, no bronchitis, just a bad cold. I was like, well, Lord, what's going on here? But I stayed sick until about January. And then he started raising me up. I started coming up. Yeah. And I came on up. Uh-huh. My niece was good to me. She bring me soup or something, you know. And then I would do a dash when I had to and let them bring it to the door and struggle to get up to go get it. But God is faithful. It was my time to leave here, I can tell you. And I was thankful, okay? Thankful. All right, so listen, if no one else has anything else to say, I will pray us out this morning. And we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And tomorrow morning, I want to talk about will the real believer Stand up. I remember that. Yeah, I know y'all would have came on. I know you would. Listen, but I, I, I was good. I was good. My niece was around, so I was good. And I didn't want nobody coming, catching the bad cold. Yeah, but I know Sion and Buddy and them, they would have been here for me. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, but look, tomorrow's topic is going to be will the real believer stand up? Will the real believer stand up? So look, think on that, and if you get, get you some words of encouragement or God give you something, feel free tomorrow. You can tell me early so I can bring you in early. And if you want to share that tomorrow, hallelujah. All right, all right, we're moving right along. Let's pray out. Father God, we thank you. We thank you today for all that has been said and done. Lord, we thank you for your move, not our move, but your move. We thank you this morning that you are able to see us through. And, Father, today I ask that you would bless every caller and every listener. God, move by your spirit, those coming through the archives and the podcast. Move for these young people in a mighty way today in the name of Jesus. And, Father, 
Bless us for Christmas, that, God, we can give great Christmas gifts in your honor. It's your birthday, and to celebrate, Lord, we want to give to others. This faithful few, they come faithfully every morning, no matter rain, sleet, snow, hail, no matter what it is, God, they come. Even when they go to the doctor, wherever they go, that they can still tune in. This is what these, your people, do. They want to hear what you have to say to them. So, Father, I ask that you would move mightily on their behalf for Christmas like never before in the name of Jesus. Father, bless me to bless them this year. Oh, Lord, I desire to give gift cards. I desire to give money, God. So if it be your will, open the door and make a way. In the name of Jesus, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. Father, as we depart, bless our going out. Bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives today again, according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Father, we know you're able, and we know there's nothing too hard for you to do. So we ask it all again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today, October the 2nd and love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves the cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, October the 2nd, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and uh, we're going to our last song of the morning. And uh, after this song, I won't be coming back today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up, Lord, come and quench this thirsting in my
God bless y'all today. And thank you so much, Louis. Thank you so much. He blessed me just that quick, y'all. Hallelujah. I knew, I knew God was going to move. I, I didn't know how, but I knew he was going to do it. Uh-huh. And he did just that this morning. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. It wasn't easy, but it was worth it. It wasn't easy, but it was worth it. It wasn't easy. 